Lord, open my lips that my mouth may proclaim your praise. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. It is finished. What was finished? That which Jesus had come to do, that which had been foretold centuries earlier. It was finished, the project of God to rescue. That is what was finished on the cross. He came for this day. It did not take him by surprise. Before the cross was a shadow on the wall of the manger in Bethlehem, it was God's costly rescue project foretold to his people whom he had chosen in order that through them the world would know God and be blessed. For the original good creation, the good creation had fallen And God was about rescue. He was always about bringing about new creation out of the old fallen creation. And he prophesied that. He foretold that through his prophets, through Isaiah. We hear this in the, in the servant songs on Palm Sunday. We read the second servant song of Isaiah. There are four of these. God telling his people, Israel has been set apart to bring a blessing over all of the nations. And yet Israel had the same evil in themselves, the same sin in themselves as all of the rest of the world. But God was still going to use the people of Israel through the seed singular of Abraham from one progeny from Abraham's line. And it was to be Jesus who would bring back together in himself Heaven's dimension, which is where God lives and reigns, and human dimension, which is earth, where we live, where there is sin and sickness. And it was always his rescue project to bring these two back together, and they are brought back together in this one, God-man, Jesus. Heaven's dimension and earth's dimension knit together in one person. God said he was going to rescue. And he said it was going to be very different than the way we think of rescue. We think of rescue by sword, if necessary, by violence. And it's part of our humanity that good and evil war within each and every one of us. We are not wholly evil, but we are not either wholly good by any stretch of the imagination. And so evil and good war within ourselves. God sent Jesus, not as a conquering Messiah in the way that people thought he was going to be, but he conquered through love. But in doing so, all of the evil, all of the darkness, all of the sin 
was thrown at him. All of that he bore on the cross for us. We hear in today's servant song, the fourth of the servant songs, Isaiah 52 to 53, he was marred beyond human semblance. He was despised and rejected, oppressed and afflicted, and yet did not open his mouth like a lamb that is led to the slaughter. That's happening. Jesus' death is happening at the same time as the Passover lambs are being slaughtered. Jesus himself is slaughtered. This is something that they could read. It was only realized that it had come to pass in Jesus after the fact. He bore our infirmities. He carried our diseases. He was wounded for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the punishment that made us whole. And by his bruises, we are healed. All of the darkness, all evil, raged against Jesus on the cross because he took that which was ours upon himself and received the punishment in his own body. All we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned to our own ways. But the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all, although he had done no violence and there was no deceit in his mouth. He poured himself out, poured all of himself out to death and was numbered with the transgressors, with those on either side of him, with a thief on either side of him on their own cross. He was numbered with the transgressors. And it says through Isaiah, he bore the sins of many. And as he bore the sins of many, he made intercession for the transgressions, the transgressors. As he is hanging there, he is praying for us. As he is hanging with all of our sin upon himself, receiving all that should come to us, he is at the same time praying for us. Isaiah is speaking 500 years before the incarnation, before the birth of Christ, before the death of Christ. Psalm 22 was written a thousand years before the birth of Christ. And again, that tells of this crucifixion. All those who see me laugh me to scorn. They curl their lips and wag their heads saying, He trusted in the Lord, let him deliver him. And again, I am poured out like water. All my bones are out of joint. My heart within my breast is melting wax. My mouth is dried out like a potsherd. My tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. All of those things happen to somebody who is being crucified. They pierce my hands and my feet. They stare and gloat over me. 
They divide my garments among them. They cast lots for my clothing. As it was prophesied, so it happened. I want to read to you something written by um, Theodore Tracy. He's a Jesuit priest. It's called The Execution. It wasn't one of those good clean jobs, the kind we'd had enough of before, where they come in tough, snarling, fighting and cursing, or shivering, yellow-bellied bullies, scum that had it coming. This is from the perspective of a centurion. You held them down and hammered in the nails, hoisted them up for a few hours before you broke their legs, put an end to their misery and let them die. No, there was something dirty and troubling about this one. They brought him in, beaten and bloody already, with thorns in his hair and welts that stood out on his back like snakes. And there was a mob of screaming hecklers cursing and mocking and spitting at him. Even some priests and politicians that should have quieted the crowd instead of joining them. But he said nothing. Just stood there with the blood and the filth streaming off him. Let us strip him without flinching. Didn't seem the kind that needed killing. Better man than most, I thought. (coughs) Framed. But that wasn't my job. The hate was on them. They went after him like dogs for a bloody hide. He just seemed drowned in sadness. Only sound his heavy breathing or a groan deep down inside. He let us pull his clothes off, not rags or cheap, but good. We saved them for ourselves, bloody though, and stuck to his flesh. Then we put him down easily. He almost let us stretch the arms, nail them down, then the legs and feet. Only the usual convulsions, no fighting it or pulling away. He had guts, that one. You could feel the strength for all the blood and beating. He just took it. No screams and curses, just groans and heavings like a wounded animal when we hoisted him and pegged the post down firmly in the ground. But unlike with others, they wouldn't let him be. Even while he hung there, bleeding his life away, we were ordered to nail a notice above his head that he was king of the Jews, some bloody rot. Then the priests and politicians wanted that changed, but we got no countermand, so that just made them wilder. They took it out on him. Hell broke out in fury, screaming and shaking their fists and spitting until they'd had their fill. It was a dirty business. More like they should have been up there, not him. Then some women crept up quietly close to him. Someone said one of them was his own mother. And just one man, nobody else, no friends, all scared, I guess. He just hung there dying. Every once in a while mumbled something like I'm thirsty, other stuff I couldn't hear. We tried to reach a bit of stale wine, painkiller to him, but he turned away. We'd crucified a couple of clear cases with him. They screamed and cursed like the others until one of them called out to him. He got a reply that quieted him down somehow. It was strange. Time dragged on. And the heat got worse. The other two weakened, delirious, but this one seemed almost stronger. Then about three o'clock, 
he pulled himself up, let out a loud, powerful cry and died. Just like that. As if he controlled it. The others hung on until the centurion ordered us to break their legs, get it over with. He was already dead. So the centurion just stuck a lance through his heart. Blood and watery stuff came out. Never saw that before. Then I looked up at his face. Dead now. All bloody and torn and beaten. But somehow it didn't look sad to me anymore, just peaceful. Like he'd done something he had to do and it was over. That face still comes back to me sometimes. A good face. After all that dirty business, no complaint, no blame, though I helped kill him. Just peaceful, forgiving, even friendly. Scares me. Makes me wonder, who is this? What's his name? Jesus. Who is this? Jesus. The one who loves you. The one who loves you so deeply that he came to give his life for you. That you might have new life. That heaven and earth come back together and in the cross that's what happens we won't know the fullness of that until Easter morning but we know now what Jesus knew that his rescue project is finished in the words of N.T. Wright the cross stretches up to God in loving obedience and out to the world in loving service Stand at the foot of the cross where heaven and earth meet so that love from heaven can embrace us and light from heaven can heal the darkness within. In a moment, you'll be invited to just do just that, to stand or kneel at the foot of the cross, at the foot of the cross of the one who came to rescue each and every one of us. It is finished. Amen.